Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better, So Money Sports. But before I bring So Money in and we give out our favorite underdog for Thursday, April 7th, I will remind you that we are holding a contest. And all you have to do to enter said contest is leave this podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, throw your Twitter handle or Instagram handle or any way we can get in touch with you in the review and you'll automatically be entered into a raffle to win an NHL jersey of your choice. We will pull the winner right before the playoffs start uh, so you can be wearing your new Columbus Blue Jackets jersey or whatever you want for the NHL postseason. And with the homework out of the way, let's get right to our favorite underdog. As usual, it's the Ottawa Senators. They're taking on the Nashville Predators, who are minus 190, traveling to Canada's capital. The Sens are plus 155 right now. The over-under here is six. I think this is a good spot. To fade the Predators, a team we've been talking about wanting to fade. They're 10-5 in the last 15, but their underlying metrics suggest that there is some regression coming. And despite this hot run of form, I wouldn't be surprised if Nashville really does find itself in a dogfight or on the outside looking in on the playoff picture when the season ends. They are just punching above their weight. So I'll take a shot. I'll continue to bet against them. And Ottawa, as we always say, plus 150 or better. There's no team in the NHL that's been better than the Sens in this spot over the past two seasons. So back on the Sens. I'm with you here. I'm closer to the Sens, and I'm also, I also completely agree with um, with uh, the assessment on the Preds in the sense that I do um, see them possibly missing the playoffs. Um, these two teams, they did play last week in Nashville in a game that it was tight for the most part, but I gave Nashville full credit for the win in the uh, in the Soros Forsberg matchup. They did close uh, minus two fifteen in that game. Um, and now in Ottawa, we're seeing them in the minus 190 range. Um, I think there will be some back and forth in the market. And I, I am curious to see where this ultimately ends up. Usually in these quick rematches, the market takes money on the winning team, especially if the final score wasn't uh, perceived to be close. In this case, the market is generally higher on the Preds than I am. And I expect them to take money um, again, but I would be surprised if we get past the minus 190 range here. I'll wait and see how far we go on the Preds before getting involved on the Sens. Um, and of course, um, we'll need to ensure that um, Forsberg is in net for, for Ottawa. I was deciding between Ottawa and this next team that we'll talk about uh, as my favorite underdog as we dive into the rest of the board. Montreal Canadiens, they're plus 135, traveling to New Jersey to take on the Devils, who are minus 155. The over-under here, six and a half. I've talked about how we've liked the Devils as a, as a bettable team, especially at big numbers over the past few weeks, but I do think that is sputtering out, especially with Jack Hughes out for the rest of the season. I think it's time that we're going to see the Devils play out the rest of the string here. Um, they don't have goaltending. Their defensive uh, system is is a mess. So I just wouldn't really make them minus 155 against any team in the NHL. So I'll take a shot on the Habs, where I think the opposite is true. If this is a team that's going to continue to play hard uh, and, and get over the finish line for new coach Marty St. Louis. So I'm going to be on Montreal tomorrow, plus 130 or better. Anything for you here? Yeah, it was a it was a good run on the on the devil's money there. But yeah, I, 
I, I agree with you. I think it's time to sell that stock. Um, I, I really expected more from the Habs in their in their game against Ottawa. Um, the game was closer than what the final score indicated, but in the end, it just got away from Montreal in the third. Like always, we want to be looking at Devils overs, but at a juiced six and a half, um, and with their with their injuries there, I probably won't be getting involved on that over. I do like the Habs um, though. Um, I, I, as, as do you, as they get healthy and as the Devils go the other way in terms of their health, um, with the Devils' goaltending situation, it's really, really tough to make a case for them at this number. So um, I'm with you on the Habs. I'll probably be there in the end. And um, I do expect Montreal to take some early money in the, in, in the market as well. Another battle at the bottom of the table, Philadelphia Flyers are plus 115, taking on the Blue Jackets, minus 135. The over-under here, six and a half. We'll get another Martin Jones start for the Philadelphia Flyers. Awesome. It's not going to be fun to think about. So I'm just going to, this is one game that I'm just going to be really, really happy to sit on the sidelines for, but you might be on our boy. Yeah, maybe. Um, the line composition is, 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 is interesting here. The Flyers, they closed at uh minus one forty ish in Philadelphia in their, in their last game, which ended up being a coin flip that they did lose. Now we flipped the venue and we're seeing them in the plus one fifteen range. I do think that this is a slight over-adjustment. So on the face of it, I will show value on the Flyers, but all of that value will be gone when I make my manual adjustment for Martin Jones, who is confirmed for Thursday. Um, Carter Hart has had a good rebound season and has shown that he is the future, which makes me think that we'll get our friend Martin Jones in more games. Um, And as long as he's in goal, I need something well beyond my my edge threshold to be making a play on them. So that said, I do expect the Flyers to take money again, um, but I'm not going to be on them and I won't be laying with the Jackets either. Better matchup here between the Buffalo Sabres, they're plus 270 and the Carolina Hurricanes minus 350. Over under here six, I say it's a better matchup because we just continue to see the Sabres collect these uh, big ticket wins. They they beat the Hurricanes in the reverse fixture of this one uh, earlier in the week for two. And there's no secret that this is a lot of smoke and mirrors from Buffalo. But it does go to show you that when a team is even a bad one in the NHL, in the NHL when when they're all on the same page, playing the same system and pulling uh, on the rope together, they can be dangerous on any, on any given night. So that's what we're getting with the Sabers. They are giving a consistent hard effort every night, no matter who the uh, opponent is. And it's showing with results. They're climbing up the tables. They, uh, they, they're going to catch Detroit soon. They already uh, are tied with them on points. And sure, that doesn't mean that they're very good. Detroit's been terrible for a long time now, but uh, it's a feather in the cap for this team. And I'd be much closer to betting on Buffalo at this number than, than Carolina, just given the current state of what's going on with these two teams. Carolina, as we said, continue to play well, but they just aren't getting the results. And at some point, We'll be buying in on, on Carolina, but not at minus 350. Yeah, this is a this is another interesting game in terms of the line composition as well. And like as we head into the playoffs, it's going to become more and more um, important to be cognizant of this as these teams keep playing against each other and um, and kind of the overreactions on a game by game basis. Um, I do give credit to the Sabres for the win. Um, of course, the final scoring of the game didn't support the final score, which is not surprising because you see this often when an inferior team pulls out a win in that there was more more luck involved in the in, in the final result. This is why we need to be very price sensitive when teams um, are, are are matched up against each other. Um, in Buffalo, the Kings closed 
in the minus 280 range. And now we're seeing Carolina in the minus 390 range. Even after I adjust for the game score in that the Sabres were not two goals better than Carolina, this is still an enormous adjustment and leads me to believe that we do have some narratives built in. Um, for example, revenge is a narrative that often gets built into the line. Um, with all of this built into the number, I am interested to see how far Carolina goes. One thing that's not built into the number is that with the Canes on a back-to-back Thursday and Friday, we will see Ranta in one of these games. If it's here against Buffalo, we need to make the adjustment back down. But I do feel that the market, it, it tends to over-adjust for um, Ranta's games. He's not as bad as the market makes him out to be sometimes. Uh, basically, we have conflicting elements here. On the face of it, I think that the Canes are inflated and will continue to take money, which could lead me towards the Sabres, but we'll have to readjust once um, or if Ranta gets gets confirmed. So at this point, I'll be passing, but um, th- this was a game that I wanted to kind of um, emphasize in terms of making sure that we are looking at the line composition when when teams are matched up against each other, especially as we go into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, uh, I wrote an article for Action Network a couple of years ago uh, in the playoffs about that exact fact. The the season prior, the Penguins had played the Flyers in round one. The Penguins blew out the Flyers, I think, 7-1 or 7-2, 8-2, whatever it was in um, in game one. And then we're like 35 cents higher in, for mm-hmm. game two. And what did you know? The Flyers come back in and win that one. So it's uh, it's, a, it's just a good betting best practice to keep in mind uh, as we get into the playoffs. When you see a blowout like that, just, just watch that opening number and, and see if it does uh, balloon out of control. Uh, let's move on to two teams that won't be – we won't have to worry about that with, which is Seattle. They're plus 140. Taking on the Chicago Blackhawks, minus 160. This one's at the United Center and the over-under six and a half. Both these teams have been uh, mathematically eliminated from the postseason over the past few days. So, bon voyage, Seattle, bon voyage, uh, Chicago. Nothing really for me here. I, I mean, I, don't, I similar to the line with the Devils, I don't think I would make the Blackhawks minus 60 against anybody. But, boy, uh Betting on the crack and goaltending just it's just not going to be fun. Yeah, I I had the same thoughts here too. The uh, the the crack and are on a back to back with Drieger going on Wednesday, so we should see Grubauer here, um, whose whose struggles have been consistent all season. I mean, he's been bad, but at least he's been consistent about it. Um, the Hawks have been off for three days, so they do enjoy a pretty significant rest advantage. Um, here at this point of the season. Um, neither team has been particularly impressive lately, even considering Seattle's win against uh, Dallas, which um, the final score, um, it that that game just got out, got out of hand for, for the Stars there. Um, I think that this number on Chicago is really tough to lay, but I don't have any interest in Seattle on a back-to-back with Grubauer either. So like you, I will be passing on here. We got a fun one to talk about here. The Vancouver Canucks, they're minus 195. Traveling to Arizona to take oh, on the Coyotes plus one sixty. The over under here is six. Um, the reason it's it's going to be fun to talk about is the goaltending matchup is confirmed for Yaroslav Halak against Harry Sateri, who has played this entire season in the KHL. Was picked up on waivers by uh, the Maple Leafs, or excuse me, was signed by the Maple Leafs, but had to pass through waivers. And Arizona picked him up. Um, didn't let him get even close to Toronto, and now he uh, will be making his Coyotes debut against your Canucks. I don't know. I don't I mean, how can you even try to figure this one out? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I'm not going to have any play on this. I, I have no idea how to, uh, how to value the, uh, the Arizona goaltending there. One thing that I do want to mention, and I will be, 
um, it's it's on my list as part of my offseason work is that I do want to spend more time on on these goaltenders making their making their debuts. Um, I think that oftentimes the market it it overadjusts against them, and um, in this case, I'm, I'm not sure how to value the kids, so I will be passing. But it will be interesting for me to kind of monitor the the line movement um, throughout the day with this with this game. But I'm not betting on Halak. I'm not betting on the kid. I I've, I've got nothing here. The goaltending market will be very weird this off season because I think we will see more. Harry Sateri's come back to the NHL because of what's going on in Russia and a lot of uh, folks not wanting to uh, tie their future to the KHL uh, with um, the war in Ukraine. So yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting because we've seen some, some true stalwarts come over um, from the KHL and, and kind of cover themselves pretty well in their first go around us. Shesterkin, obviously Sorokin, even Pavel Francois in his first uh, few games uh, was, was really good. So yeah, so it'll be an interesting kind of dynamic. And I think there's also a lot of goalies that are kind of aging themselves out um, that won't be getting jobs. Thomas Grice comes to mind, oh. Yara Halak. So there are going to be jobs available and, and a lot of guys overseas who will be coming to take them. And that will be make a lot of homework for, for, for folks like you trying to figure out the edge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good luck on, on that one. Um, and if you want to talk about goaltending, that'll drive you nuts. The Edmonton Oilers, they're minus 125. Taking on the Los Angeles Kings plus 105, the over-under here six and a half. The Kings continue to be banged up. They are starting to stumble a little bit, five, three, and two over their uh, last 10. They are getting results when they need it. They had the, uh, a couple impressive wins right after the trade deadline. And I think it'll be a little bit of a dogfight for them as well as the Predators in terms of getting a playoff spot. So I don't particularly like laying it with, with Edmonton because they're goaltending. Um, but I would be a little bit closer to them uh, than Los Angeles in, in this matchup, considering the lineup that uh, Tom McClellan's going to have to keep putting out there. Yeah. You, you know, I want to keep betting the Oilers, but uh, I think that we're at a fair price right now. They did play last week and they, and the Oilers closed in the mid one nineties um, in their matchup in Edmonton with quick and Koskinen. I do suspect we'll see the same goaltending matchup this time around. Um, and on the surface, um, the Oilers may look a little short, um, but um, I think that they will take some money early. I just have a tough time getting involved here because I need to see what's happening with the uh, Kings roster first. I believe that they might be getting a couple of guys back. So I want to, I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm on top of that first. All right. Uh, before we get to our favorite bets for Thursday, April 7th, we'll talk about the Calgary flames. They're minus two forty against the San Jose sharks. Uh, the over under here, six and a half, uh, nothing for me here. A nightmare matchup as we we've talked about in this one before for the sharks. So even at a big price, I'm at home. I'm, I'm going to be passing. Yeah, the Flames are on the second leg of a back-to-back here, so we are on um, on Dan Vladar watch. Um, I thought that the Sharks were unlucky in their in their overtime loss to the Oilers Tuesday night. They are starting to play a little bit better, so I wonder if there might be a there might be an uptick here for me with the Sharks um, with Vladar in goal. I am interested, but I suspect that I'll have to battle the uh, the anti-Vladar money as well. Um, the market doesn't like him at all, so that's something that. If I do bet on the Sharks, it's going to have to be a little earlier than I would want to. Um, but that's something that we will keep in mind in the morning. All right, uh, let's start. Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, April the 7th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. 
we'll start with you. Uh, probably the game of the night, Pittsburgh Penguins minus 105, traveling to Madison Square Garden to take on the Rangers minus 115. The over-under here is six. It's a very interesting matchup, and I think you're going to unpack a lot of it here because the Penguins have really struggled against the Rangers, but they've looked out, outside of those games, have looked much better, much kind of closer to the, the team that we were considering a, a Stanley Cup contender through December because of their defensive play, their goaltending, and et cetera. Um, Pittsburgh's also catching New York at, at, I think, a decent time here with uh, Igor Shesterkin's wa- a little bit of a wobble in form. So I think even at minus 105 on the road against a team they've struggled with, the Penguins do look like a, a bettable team on Thursday night. Yeah, I think that um, with the Penguins' recent slump, I haven't been too discouraged by their play. They, um, they've been unlucky in, in a few of their losses. They've generated chances. They just haven't been burying them that 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 happens over the course of an 82 game season. You're going to have these these um, ups and downs um, in terms of burying your chances. This is a very interesting game for me, and what is likely to be a playoff preview. Um, I do like the Penguins as a short favorite, or you'll possibly be able to get them as a dog as well, just based on the discount that we're getting um, off their off the recent slump here. These teams, they have played in tight, low-scoring games this season, and we've been on the under in all of them. Um, but we're not going to see this one close at six. I think that um, with Jari and Shesterkin and Ned um, and the way that these two teams play, the adjustment has already been made on the under. So I don't think we'll be able to get there on a six. I do have some hesitation because... The Rangers have shown the ability to take the on-ice space away from the Penguins. And there's been many times where um, I've watched these two teams play um, in, in all their games, and they've made the Penguins look look slow at times, which is, which is really hard to do. That said, I still don't think Pittsburgh should be in the minus 105 or a dog range, especially with them closing in the minus 170s just a week ago in Pittsburgh. Um, I do expect, as usual... Penguins money early in the market, and I will be there as well. All right. Uh, for mine, I like the Dallas Stars. They're a short underdog, plus 115 right now. I think that number will tick up, taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are minus 135, traveling to Big D. The over-under here is six and a half. Uh, the Stars are coming off a strong performance against the Islanders. They're seven and three in their last 10, and they are driving play pretty well. I mean, the Leafs have also been really impressive over the past fortnight, but this is just a really tough scheduling spot for Toronto. They're finishing up a road trip, third game in four nights after playing Tampa Bay and Florida in two really highly charged games where, you know, they played really well against the Lightning and and dominated them. And then they go ahead and blow a 5-1 lead to the Panthers, which will happen uh, when you're playing Florida. They lose 7-6. And in that game, Jack Campbell also came in in relief for Eric Chalgren and didn't look particularly good, whether that's just being chalked up to uh, a weird spot coming in uh, in the middle of the game got to keep an eye on there because we are certainly paying attention to Jack Campbell and his form going into the playoffs for this team. So I like the stars. They, I think they're continuing to slow, uh, like kind of simmer below the surface in terms of a team that it has, has some dangerous upside as we get into the playoffs. And I don't mind them here as a uh, home underdog plus plus one fifteen or better. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be joining you here as well. Um, the, the stars have been playing well lately, especially at home and now matched up against the Leafs team who, you you could say that they deserve the sweep in in in, in Florida, but uh, they just ran out of gas on that on that second leg of the of the back to back. There, they did play last month in Toronto in a game that the Leafs des- uh, deserved to win. It was four nothing, and I I graded the final score similar to that as well. 
Um, however, we did close Toronto at around minus 130. So we do need to adjust for the venue change. Um, but we also need to adjust for the Leafs goaltending as well. Um, even through the through Campbell's struggles, I still have him as a significant upgrade over Shalgren. Maybe my numbers are slower to catch up. Um, I think that we are at a we are fair at the current number, but I do believe the Leafs are gonna take money and um that will put me on the stars here. Love it. Stars, penguins, senators. Some of our old friends back on the card. And that'll do it for another episode of Lion Change. Uh, for so many sports, I'm Michael Leboff. Just reminding you once again, leave us a review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Put your Twitter handle or any way we can reach you in the review and you will automatically be entered in a contest to win an NHL jersey of your choice. That contest will run through the end of the regular season. So we thank you for listening, rating, reviewing, and subscribing. And good luck on Thursday nights.